That's right. This is unprotected sax. I take your requests and play them in front of a green screen. This suggestion comes from at Jimbo in the booth on Twitter. He wants me to do some wrestling theme songs. How about the Hulk Hogan theme song? How about that one? Let's do that. Welcome back to Turtle Talk with your one and only pal, Will Forte. This is the only show dedicated to exclusively talking about one of the best animals in the whole wide world, one of my favorites, the turtle. This first turtle is a box turtle. Oh my god, so cute. You probably had one as a kid. I know I did. Wow, look at this woods turtle. You can find this turtle in the woods. Now this is a sea turtle, and you can probably guess where you can find this thing. In the friggin' ocean. Oh no, it's a snapping turtle. Hi, tortoise. Soft shell. Red-eared slider. Mud. Painted turtles. They got paint on them. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So many freaking turtles. Freshwater? Oh my gosh, we're freaking out of time. I hope you learned as much as I did today. A lot of turtles out there. I'm Will Forte, and this has been Turtle Talk. Very excited to have with me on the podcast today, Patrick Casey and Josh Miller, writers of the hit movie, Sonic the Hedgehog. Hey, Sonic the Hedgehog. What's, what's up, Jeremiah? Good, <laughs> good going, to guys? be here. Good to have you this guys is the here. the voice of Josh. <laughs> the voice of Josh and the voice of Pat. This is Can the I, voice of Pat. Is it possible for me to see them both at the same time? Just so I can... You know, I want to enjoy both your beautiful faces. There you are. There you are. Coming in hot with the the professional mic setup. I appreciate you guys doing that. You know, uh, Jeremiah Wonders was is sponsored by some mic companies. We sent those mics to Josh and Pat. Get them all. Get them they all work great. <laughs> they work great. Pat had to quality products. Stuff. I approve. Yeah. Pat, you're looking like a, a fighter pilot today. I appreciate it. Um, it's, uh, it's looking, it's a strong look, the mic on mic <laughs> technology that you, yeah. that you're rocking. <laughs> so you can get stereo I, yeah. going. I can sing harmony with myself with these two mics. That's what it's for. <laughs> That's awesome. How are you guys holding up with, uh, with everything right now? Uh, cause I was talking with Josh a little bit before you joined Pat and he said, uh, it really, as a screenplay writer, not too much is different with you guys writing like the way that you guys are. Yeah. yeah I mean, we're our, not together. It's basically what we'd be doing anyway. Just the big difference is that, uh, is that, you know, normally at the end of a long day of writing, one might leave one's house and go do something, but now we can't uh, just write, write, write. And then watch a movie at night and go to bed every day. <laughs> yeah, I find myself watching way way more. I mean, I think everybody's watching way more movies and TV show. Like I I'm actually I think I'm going to finish The Sopranos finally uh by the end of this Hey. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. That this is your <laughs> yeah. first time with The Sopranos? Yeah, I'm on episode uh, 5 right now and it's getting good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it's pretty solid. Episode five of season one or episode five of the final season? Season, season one. one. Oh, my God. God. You got oh, yeah. So, so uh, much ahead of you. I got a lot of good TV ahead uh, some, of me. Some bad things happen. Spoiler alert. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a feel-good show. <laughs> yeah, it's about a choir, right? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Uh, now I've known you guys for probably at this point, man, nine, 10 years, almost like somewhere around Yeah, there. You were just a baby when we met. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you would just hold you to in town. our arms. I know it's, uh, <laughs> and you guys were, were very nice to me and very, very inclusive <laughs> with me uh, along your entire journey, which I'm always grateful for and appreciative of because, uh. You guys uh, have written many other screenplays over the years, and your original screenplay that you sold to me is such the classic Hollywood story about... Can, can you like briefly like gloss over that? Like I know you've probably told this story a thousand times, but I just love it so much, like the way that it went down at... It was a... Uh, it was like a blockbuster... Dorm was, days. Yeah, the video rental. Yeah. Right? It's funny. This is a story that we used to tell a lot. But we haven't haven't actually told the story to anyone in years because no oh, one cares anymore. So we'll tell I, it. I love the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when we first moved out here, we were roommates, and uh, Josh worked at a sandwich shop, and I worked at a video store. So we had all the sandwiches and videos we needed to survive, and uh, all of, I was all at of the life's Hollywood- requirements at that point. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah. had when, soup as well. When you're a young up and comer, you just need the bare necessities to move on. You're like, okay, I got the food, I got the creative stuff. Okay, we're good. And uh, yeah, I worked at the Hollywood Video in Sherman Oaks, and I figured that a lot of the people coming into the store were probably industry people. Like occasionally, someone famous would come in, like John Voight or Amy Smart, who John blew Voight. me away with how attractive she was in real life. John Voight did not blow me away with his attractiveness. <laughs> John Voight but was I a beautiful I, man. <laughs> he was a beautiful man I, in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured I would schmooze with people who came in and maybe I could make some industry contacts. And one day a guy told me, it turned out to be Scott Hillenbrand, that he uh, he like recommended I check out his new movie, which I'm trying to remember which one was the new one at that time. But he was like, he had made a uh, King Cobra. And I was like, Oh my God, King Cobra with Pat Morita. I know that movie. <laughs> I'm a screenwriter by the way. And so he was like, Oh great. Send over your two best scripts to my office. And I called Josh from Hollywood video. He's like, he wants two scripts. And we had, we had one. I think we, we literally only had two. Well, you also left out he was renting a bunch of zombie movies. So you were like, oh, that's how we I wrote knew. a zombie like, oh. movie. Like, are you, you must be making a zombie movie, right? And he was like, <laughs> yeah, because based on the ones he was <laughs> renting, which were the absolute basics, it was like Night yeah. of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead, and I forget what else. But it was like all the, the first ones you'd rent. And uh, by the way, you had yeah. to have come off very likable because on paper, this sounds like the most intrusive guy working yeah. at a video <laughs> store. Like, you must hey. be making a zombie movie. I mean, I, I know zombie movies, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel like it was like the first time i'd ever really come on that strong uh but yeah i called josh and we had like a zombie script we felt great about called janitors don't die but he asked for two so i was like how about that dumb uh, college comedy we wrote and figured it w- was bad 
And it was like, I don't know. Well, all right. So we, we, Josh drove those over to the office and dropped them off. And then they called us back almost immediately. Be like, By the way, that's let you know this. how long ago this was that I drove over there, <laughs> right. physical printed right, right. out scripts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't let anyone know how, how old we are, Josh. You're blowing our cover. And back then, <laughs> scripts weighed 200 pounds. <laughs> Now, we're still very young. Something I left out about point. the video rental store is they were film reels. I handed him a stack of <laughs> And they you um, needed a horse to make them work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they called us back when they were had were like halfway through a college sex comedy, it was called at the time. That was the title, and be like, we love it, we want to buy it. And we were like, you don't want to finish it first? And they were like, no. Um which but also lets you know us. how dumb we were, because they should not have let us know that, that they loved yeah. it so much they hadn't even finished reading it. Because then they just like offered us some crappy amount of money and we're like, we'll take it. Yes. No Ho- bargaining Hollywood. whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we got paid $5,000. Yes, think. to split. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I triumphantly quit my job at the sandwich shop just because I wanted to. Not because I actually thought we I could live off I'm that. I'm making Hollywood money for a, yeah. a <laughs> month. I'm After a that, thousand we, there. We were Hollywood big shots. And I reduced my hours at the video store and no longer Whoa. worked there full time. <laughs> and I the only worked there for another history. three years. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I love that story just because it's such a classic, like one of those stories where you're like, that doesn't happen, does it? And you're, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys are a couple of the people who benefited from that of just kind of being a go-getter and being like, you know, if you're interested, I've got some scripts, you know, I have to be working at this video rental store. Here you go. Well, boom, boom, boom. And the real irony is that we're not go-getters. <laughs> we were very lazy back then. It just kind of happened. Well, and then we failed to capitalize. I mean, that movie became National Lampoon's Dorm Days, but we didn't, like, really break into the well, industry for another 10 years after that. Well, I think we um, went to, like, Barnes & Noble, and, like, they used to sell books, printed out books that were on shelves that, like, listed people in the industry, like their yeah. contact info. And we invited, like, 16 uh, agents or something to the dorm days premiere. And as far as we know, uh, none of them came and maybe one did, but clearly walked out of the movie and made no attempt to like talk to us (laughs) afterwards. Uh, so we didn't have representation for like 10 years. Yeah. I mean, dude, I've been in the same boat so many times when I invite like back in the day, I would invite agents or managers to a stand-up set, and then I'd look around after the show <laughs> to see where they're at. And I was and like, you just oh, see I'm... their chair spinning still as they run away. <laughs> just a person-shaped hole in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right yeah their hat spinning and falling to their seat. I will say though, this is a this is a Hollywood moment. I'm not this kind of guy, but it did feel a little bit good as I had a manager who I did invite to a show about eight years ago that says that he regretted not working with me. And I was like, oh. boom, there you go. That's that's a solid feeling right there. Because I, I hit <laughs> I hit him up afterwards and I was like, eh, what a uh, anything? He's like, keep working, man. He was very nice. He was very, very nice. Like, keep working at it, dude. You're 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 funny. You've got a lot of potential, but it was like a, a very nice way of saying like 
no freaking way, dude. This is not happening. Uh, now I want to quickly gloss over this this story that um, uh, I want to hear it from your guys' point of view because I want to tell my point of view real quick. You guys are very nice uh, to include me on uh, a project that you did called Twelve Deadly Days um, of Christmas, um, which uh, I was on set for. Um, I had like this little <laughs> co-star role, and the way I I recollect it was. Um, the guy who was kind of directing us, it wasn't the main guy, Troy. I think it was like one of the PAs or something was, uh, or I forget who it was, but he basically it was one get, of the ADs has was to one direct of the, ADs. the extras, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was kind of lumped in with the extras cause I, I, it was me. I had like a few lines and then, uh, it was a group of people coming to the door for this party. The AD gives me the direction to act like the Beatles are there. That was the direction that he gave me. So <laughs> the door opens, and you know me. I play everything big, especially if somebody's like, the Beatles are there. I'm like, the Beatles are here? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I go nuts. And then basically I hear this guy basically talking bad about me from like six feet away being like, this guy's horrible at acting. Did you hear that? Yes. I, or maybe it was somebody else. I, I feel like I was sitting. Was I? I, I was talking Aren't you to the like writer. in Video Village with I was in Video Ed, Village was that with the writer, episode? Ed, Ed McCola. Yeah. And he turned to me and he was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to ruin this episode. He's insane. <laughs> and I had to be like, no, 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 no. It's Okay. This this is one of my best friends. We can tell him to take it down a notch. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> he will take direction. Uh, but Ed was so terrified because I, I think that was Ed's first TV episode. He never his first script he'd ever gotten produced. So he was just a, a bundle of nerves, dude. It um, was literally I. Lit he gave me the direction, and his face sunk so hard after the first take. Looking at me like he looked at me like I was the biggest moron ever. And he didn't even want to talk to me after the first take. It was he was that shocked by what I had done on camera. I'm like, dude, you told me that the Beatles were 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 there in front of me whenever the door opened. Because we're like basically the the backstory on the my role is I was a f super fan of an internet personality who basically invited his fans to come over to his personal home to have a party and like take videos and stuff. So I'm they're supposed to open the door and you're supposed to see like one of your idols. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. I'm just going. And like, the real reason he was doing it was to try and trick his fans into eating the the cursed fruitcake and taking the curse off of him. I'm trying to remember what your character was called, like annoying kid or something. Possibly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and when it was time to cast, they were like, "Do we want to audition for this?" I was like, "No, I've got the guy." <laughs> we, know, we Joe, just the annoying kid. Well, and for uh, listeners who don't know, you're in the weird position because uh, legally, if that's the right term, it's against union rules. Like directors can't direct extras, but usually uh, he wasn't you an extra. This, he was just no. That's the he thing. Was just it's in with the glob when you're of the extras, one yeah. speaking part. Because yeah. that's usually how you do it. If you have a big group of people, you want to save money, so only one of them speaks, and right. then everyone else just kind of like pretends, and you add like ADR and posts and stuff. But I always think it's weird then that it's like, you're kind of stuck with a group of people who can't receive 
instructions from the same people. So usually you just get directed, yeah, by the AD rather than the actual director. So you're also getting kind of like secondhand direction. Or the other way to do it is for the director to tell the AD what he wants the extras to do in front of the extras and loudly enough that they can yeah. all hear it. That, that's the There's workaround. a lot of uh, loopholes. <laughs> yeah, and, and anytime I've been in that personal situation as the actor who maybe has a line in the group of extras, the jealousy that is fuming between <laughs> that group is so visceral. Like literally between takes, they'll be like, so man, um, how'd you get this? literally between takes i'm like i'm about to do the uh, i'll I'll talk to you in a a second they're like yeah okay like like they're like oh he's hollywood big shotting me right now i'm like i'm about to (laughs) and then i'm like all right i know the writers and they're like uh figures hollywood I wish I knew a writer. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a, a very fun day. Um, but dude, I saw so I, I saw Sonic in uh, in theaters. Congratulations on all the success, by the way, of that. I'm Thank so you. happy and proud of you guys. Like just like for my people who are listening or watching, these guys have literally been working their freaking butts off for so many years, and it's just so nice to see when good things happen to good people who put in like a ton of work like you guys did. So yeah, I was really pumped when, um, I went and saw it with my wife in, uh, uh, the theater when, uh, Maya and I saw it and I was telling Pat, every parent that I've talked to who has kids or literally anybody who I've talked to, it's been overwhelmingly positive just for, and like, cause I don't, I'm not like preemptively being like, I know somebody who worked on this. I'm just like fielding, you know what I mean? I'm just like, Hey, what'd you think of that yeah. movie? And they're like, you know what? I loved it. I'm like, oh, sweet. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, it's certainly well, that, nice that's... to see the positive response, especially after yeah, well, we were such a laughing stock for so long. Um, well, that's like the thing for years. That, uh, it'll be weird moving forward if there's sequels, because now people are assuming they'll be good, where that seemed to be the the place all reviews and just personal reviews were coming. I'm like, I can't believe that movie was good. Uh, so we definitely I think, benefited from rock bottom expectations. Well, were you in guys... every meeting we had for the last year before it came out too? It was like everyone would ask about. It's like, so the Sonic movie, how's that? How, how are you holding <laughs> yeah. up? You know, hey. that, that was the tone. What's the story there? <laughs> yeah, that, what we'd always be like, I feel like the movie's good, and when people see it, they're gonna like it. They'd be like, okay. Sure. Um, good luck with that. <laughs> like, you guys. We didn't design the character. <laughs> yeah, they're asking you about it. Like you guys already have coronavirus. Virus. They're like, are you? Are you guys? Are you guys gonna get through this, or what's? Uh, how are you guys dealing with this right now? <laughs> Were you guys freaking out a little bit when the backlash hit on that very first trailer where Sonic looked different? Because I was worried as your guy's friend when I saw the comments because me as somebody who puts out a lot of content, like on a smaller form, uh, I know right away when people don't like something. So when I saw that first trailer drop and they're like, I hate how Sonic looks. And it was just like, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Were you guys a little bit freaked out because you're like, this is, you know, this is a huge opportunity for us and it might be, it might have something to do this completely out of our hands as the writers. We're literally just writing the words that are going to be portrayed on screen. 
Well, it was weird because even with the bad reaction, it was still like we'd never made anything that anyone cared about one way or the other that loudly. So sure. it's kind of like, wow, they're making jokes about us on like the John Oliver show and Colbert and SNL and the I mean, Daily Every show. single TV show made fun of us that week. So it was kind of like, wow, we exist. Our movie exists. <laughs> We're in the I wish, but, uh, I, Yeah, I wish we existed in a positive way. I mean, I, I would I didn't know it was going to be that crazy because basically I knew that fans would be annoyed based on the fact that like way before that, I think even when we were before it was even shooting, I remember I showed one of my friends who works for one of the creators of everything is terrible. If you know that collective, Um, but he was a huge Sonic fan. So he was always asking me questions about it. And I showed him a picture on my phone of the design and he just immediately was like, blah, like, why does he look like that? (laughs) And I'm like, huh? Oh, uh-oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> that was your initial reaction. So, but I, yeah, it was weird that it it got memed and kind of went viral on its own. Yeah, like which the, in the a weird reaction, way. Because people who don't care about Sonic were still cracking jokes about it. That was yeah. the weird thing. Yeah. Which in a weird I mean, we way is like uh, positive concerned. reinforcement on the back yeah. end when you guys, you know, because there, if there's that much attention thrown at it, and then whenever they issued that statement that they were going to redesign the character, like anybody who has been a troll their entire time on the internet is like, we won. Yes. Yeah, you we know what I mean? We did it. <laughs> we did it. We finally changed something. Well, and that's been its own weird ride. Cause when they first announced they were going to change it and delay it, we were mad just cause it felt like we gave into terrorists or something. Like it well, just that- had that. We're like, you can't listen to the internet. That was what was um, the weird line about it is is like, okay, but is this setting a precedent now for other movies to take, you know, criticism before things come out? But it ended up working out in a very positive way. Well, and I, I guess Pat noted that for a whole year where people were like, how's it going? But it, you could tell that they were all hoping the movie would fail so that president wouldn't get set. So it was kind of like, yeah, you can't listen to the internet. Cause, and th- I think that was why we were mad that they listened to the internet is that we initially assumed these people wouldn't like the new design and wouldn't support yeah. the movie either way. I sort of thought so kinda, when the second trailer came out that, that it had such a positive response, but right before it came out, cause they showed it to us and we we're like, yeah, this is better, but I feel like everyone's still going to be mean to us. Um, but then it came out and everyone was like, yay, we love it. And we were like, wow, I, I guess <laughs> Wait, I, humanity came through in a way I wasn't expecting uh, necessarily. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, so that was and- nice. Yeah, I uh, I appreciated. Uh, I, obviously, I follow you guys uh, online and stuff. And uh, Josh, I really liked when you posted about your childhood dog. That that was Ozzy. That that's Sonic's dog in the movie is based off of <laughs> your freaking childhood dog. Which I was like, man, squad goals. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> the other weird thing about that too was we just kind of put him in the movie in an earlier draft where the dog felt more I don't know if relevant is the right word but we're always surprised that the character stayed in the movie because if you think back what happens in the movie Maddie the wife character like takes the dog with her 
to visit her sister in San Francisco for like no real reason. But that was just because for some reason our director, Jeff Fowler, was like, yeah, we got to keep the dog in. So like we kept kind of bending over backwards to keep the, the character in the movie, even when it kind of didn't serve a purpose in the story anymore. I mean, Jeff wisely perceives that like, you know, getting the moments and the scenes you want is more important than things totally making sense. Cause like ultimately who cares? None of it makes and sense. And I haven't seen anyone call out <laughs> the fact of like, why did she bring the dog? To San Francisco? Yeah. 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 For, like, everybody visit, likes dogs. Guess, yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Cause he's that moving. cute. Bring the dog. It's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful pet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys uh w- did you guys have any personal firsthand experience with uh Jim Carrey or any of the other actors on the set uh while you guys were working on on Sonic? Uh yeah. we interacted a lot with like cuz we they shot in Vancouver and we visited the set twice. So we interacted a lot with like James Marsden uh and Adam Pally and Jim like Jim we've talked to more since the movie's been done just because of the way he works. He's like so in the zone that you can tell everyone's just like, we need to give him space. Let him come to you if he <laughs> wants to talk. Uh, yeah, on set, he's very he, intense. But then offset, he's like the world's friendliest guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But like James he's one of those guys who we, takes we spend comedy a lot very of time. seriously. Yeah. We spent a lot of time well, yeah, with Marsden because Marsden would like never go back to his trailer. He would just hang out on Video Village all day, um, joking around with everybody. He's just like this relentless force of positive energy. I was really impressed with him. Um, and he well, gives we a great performance in the movie. Jeff needed to, uh, he had his fantasy football draft, the director, but you know, he had to direct, so he was too busy. So James Marsden uh, really took it upon himself to handle Jeff's fantasy football team. <laughs> Pat was able to chime in on that. I mean, James was giving me advice too. He knew like every, the whole depth chart of every single team. I was, I was like, man, this guy takes fantasy football very seriously, too seriously, possibly. Yeah. Like, Come on, man. <laughs> You're go. He's got a problem is what we're trying to say. <laughs> 1-800-BETS-OFF. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I really enjoyed, uh, just as somebody who grew up watching like the cart, the Sonic cartoon and also just playing all the Sonic video games, there's a lot of Easter eggs that the movie put in there for anybody who's played the game. Like even like with the opening with, um, some of the, 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 the knuckles like, uh, creatures and stuff on that other world who Sonic is like running from and stuff like that. Um, I, I appreciated that, uh, a lot. And also, obviously, if you haven't seen it at the end, there's a cameo by uh, a former, you know, uh, somebody who's famous in, in the Sonic <laughs> universe. If you haven't seen the movie yet, it's it's digital. Uh, it's it's uh, it's streaming places now and available on Blu-ray and, and all that stuff. Right. You can pre-order it on Blu-ray for a couple of more weeks. Yeah. It comes out in but, uh, May. But yeah, but you okay. can get it on VOD, iTunes and all that. Dope. To own, uh, you don't have to pay twenty dollars just to rent it, like ooh, some other. Yeah, movies. you pay twenty dollars, and then your kids can watch it ten thousand times, and it costs you no additional money for all of those viewings. And I already, if have you some... want to keep your kids out of your face during quarantine, I suggest Sonic. <laughs> and I already have some friends with kids who are playing it on repeat. So there you go. Awesome. <laughs> uh, now I um uh, I have a there's somebody here who um like uh who wants to say hi to you guys um. Uh, he came in. Uh, yeah, he's gonna come over here in a second. But um, 
basically, you guys get a lot of people, you know, uh, who they find out that you're screenplay writers and they start pitching you stuff, right? Um, yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I let him in here. Maybe I shouldn't, but uh, out of an out of touch CEO wants to pitch you guys a couple projects. Is that okay? All right. Yeah. I mean, we let him work in. Yeah, I guess so. we're, always, we're always open to new projects. Uh-huh. All right. Let me grab him real quick. Okay. All right. Hello. 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 Good to meet you, sir. Hey, is this uh? You guys write that song. You guys wrote the Sonic movie, right? Yeah, we did. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a sequel pitch for you. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, we're okay. we're kind of working on one already, but uh, you know, you're still time to. I got something way better. I got something way cool. better. Okay, Sonic is a. He turns into a teenage boy. Okay. He turns into a teenage boy. Like a human. Yeah, he's a human child. Okay. Blue mohawk. Okay. All right. Goes yeah, through puberty okay. and stuff, right? Uses the rings as a as hula hoops. Okay? Kids love kids love hula hoops and where I'm from. They love them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we start selling Sonic hula hoop rings based on this, okay? And I mean, then, they're basically um, just regular hula hoops, right? Yeah, they're just gold hula hoops. They're just okay. gold hula hoops, okay? But we put Sonic on it, sell them for a billion dollars, okay? Now, now, uh, I don't really have the plot yet. That's what you guys do as writers, but what do you think? Uh, you, you're um, thinking that making him a human boy makes him more relatable? Oh, more likable, for sure. People can't relate to an animated hedgehog or a piglet or whatever that thing is. Is he, does he change back and forth, or does he just stay a human forever? That's up for you guys to decide. I'm not a writer. I'm not a writer. But it sounds like uh, you'd really like for him going through puberty to for that to be one of the focuses of the film. Yeah, because I just I have a child who just went through puberty, and I think that he could relate to this. You have a <laughs> uh, you have a boy going through puberty now. It seems like um. You became a dad at, at sort of an advanced age. Right? I became a dad at six. Very Hollywood. Sixty-five. Right. Yeah, well, good for you. Uh, I yeah. guess. Yeah, congratulations. Yep. My semen is still as strong as the time oh, where I was cool. a twelve-year-old oh, boy okay. when yeah, my well, balls dropped. To... Okay. Okay, I got another pitch for you. Okay. Oh, there's more. I got another pitch for you. All right. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Mad Max. What about Happy Max? It, is it so part of the Mad Max franchise? Yeah. Or is this a set? Yeah. Like now he's happy? He's happy. Something something good happened in his life. He got some water or something. I'm not so much a writer. That's what you guys do. But what do you think? I feel like I mean, maybe it, people li- like that he's mad and, you know, that he's out there driving around fighting people instead of just going for like a pleasant a pleasant evening drive. Is that what about how he, you were seeing happy Max go? He, yeah. He gets a shower and he's happy because <laughs> all those people oh. are, are dirty. Those yeah, sand they're people, dirty. they're dirty. They're always wanting the water. You know, you know, Joe is saying like water is gold, you know, he showers in it. You know, that, that's, that's the climax like of the movie. Maybe? Of, 
water. I don't when know. People are like really needed to survive. <laughs> like, like I said, I'm not a writer. I'm just, I'm just a CEO with billions of dollars at these uh, at Paramount. Do you, so was, you, you work in the film industry. You're a CEO. In I've the worked film in industry. Paramount. I've worked in Fox. I've worked in HBO. I've worked in Showtime. I worked in UPN on Moesha. I've worked on WGN on Family Matters. All the big networks. Wow. Yeah. UPN. Yeah, UPN. Uh, what's Moesha well, really curious. like? Yeah. What's what? Is she cool? What's, what's Moesha, Moesha like? Cool? Oh, yeah. voice of an angel. I was with her when she went through puberty on the show. Cool. Wow. <laughs> okay, I got uh, nine more. Like I, 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 I got nine puberty. more bitches real quick. <laughs> I got okay, nine, okay. I got nine more. Okay, no, I'll, I'll, no, 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 no. The producers are sure saying they've been telling me get off for a while. Okay. I, <laughs> I've, I've got this. I was last. curious. All right, last well, one. No, no. I was what, curious, what curious where the Mad Max one was where was gonna go. <laughs> I'm not a writer. That's what. Oh, I okay. It was just he's happy. I to just, get a shower. It I was see. really yeah. just the title. And yeah, then the, the shower. I Maybe mean, a if you bath. if you want bubble, a, with a rubber ducky. I don't. I love this. I don't know where this is going. You know. It seems All like right. it could well, be contact a smash our, our agents. If it's an offer situation, then we'll we definitely consider it. Okay. Know? All right. Okay. What about this next one? Okay. What about? Bear with me. I have dementia. Oh, well, at least you know. <laughs> what? All right. This last one. This is the gem. This is the golden crux, the golden goose. This movie hasn't been made. Okay. I want you guys to do something with this. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Grown up. Oh. Uh, so middle-aged Mutant Ninja uh, yeah, Turtles? Yeah, middle-aged Mutant Ninja Turtles. Middle-aged Mutant Ninja Turtles. Senior Citizen Ninja Turtles. I don't know. But people can relate. To older people. People get older. Turtles get older. How come they're always teenagers for all these years? You know See, what? I'm going to have to be honest with you. That's a great idea. This is idea. the best idea that you've had. Yeah, this is that's actually very good. I want to see them like, See, I thought you were going to say that it was about them going through puberty just based on what seems to be... <laughs> Your oove. Oh, that's a pre. That's a that's a prequel. That's a prequel. Right, right. I, I right. want to see a whole movie where they're just little turtles rolling around in ooze. That's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is mutation but uh, puberty writ large? Right. That's yeah, it's what all I metaphor. tell my wife all the time verbatim what you just said. Middle-aged mutant ninja turtles. I think you've just, done it. Yeah, I'm just saying they're dealing with their mortgages and just like vying for that big promotion at work. <laughs> See, I'm not a writer. You guys are spending trying out to get the middle gold. management. You guys are spending out gold right now. Okay. Oh, I've got to, I've got to go. But uh, oh, all right. I'll, well, I'll send you my contact that was a info. Million dollar. Yeah, idea yeah. Let's right follow there. up on this. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Email me cliff at hbo.com. At HBO, okay. yeah, you're currently yeah, working I'm an, there. Yeah, I'm an EP on the show Ballers. Wow, <laughs> no, I can I can sense that. Yeah, yeah, see how that fits. a lot of puberty humor. A lot of balls. puberty. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. 
All right. All right thank great you. meeting you, Cliff. No, yeah, thank you. Hey, guys, oh. I just got back. Um, sorry uh, that took so long. I literally was going like this, like, get off the screen, and he was cemented in the seat. He was hell-bent on pitching you guys movies. Did you like any of those? Well, you know, the first two, uh, you know, we were just kind of humoring him, but that third one, Middle-Aged Mutant Ninja Turtles. You never know. You yeah. never know. Uh Guys, thank you so much. Uh, I already went way over uh, the time that I, I said uh, <laughs> this was going to be, but I was having so much <laughs> fun with you guys. You. How dare you? Um, but um, uh, plug your social media so people can reach out to you on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, I'd love to send some people your way. Um, Go for it, I'm, Pat. I'm on Twitter at I'm Pat underscore KC, like the letters K and C. Uh, that's Twitter, Pat underscore Casey. And then on, on Instagram, I'm Pat Casey superstar, but there with my name fully spelled out, I'm bad at social media. Josh. <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram at Josh underscore S underscore Miller. Uh, I'll also plug, I have a podcast called best movies never made, which I do with my friend, Steven Scarlatta, uh, who made the great documentary Yodorowsky's Dune. And we just, uh, each episode's about a different, interesting movie. That almost got made, but did not. Pat was recently on an epic four-part episode Whoa. about the unmade Super Mario Brothers movies leading you up were, to the infamous Bob Hoskins one. And you were doing some uh, uh, some live shows before all this stuff started going down, right, Josh? You were doing some live uh, like movie events at like like uh, some of the some theaters and stuff like that. Well, I still. For nine years, I've been doing something called Friday Night Frights here that's in what, LA, that's where we just show yeah. horror movies year round. Yeah, we had two shows coming up before uh, Corona shut all that down for now. Yeah, yeah, but hopefully, hopefully it'll, uh, we'll be, be it'll be back. Yeah, it'll it'll hopefully be back. Hopefully, we, we don't all die. And I'm, movie theaters I'm, don't all burn to the ground. I'm glad that you guys got Sonic out when you did right before this yes. stuff hit. <laughs> um, so that's yeah, amazing. we were fortunate with the timing. Yeah, especially since sure. the movie got pushed back. If it had gotten pushed back any further, we would have been hosed. I know. Um, <laughs> rough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining. Love you guys. I appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, be well and send my love to uh, your significant others. And I will talk to you guys soon. All right. Thank you. Sounds Dad. good. Great to be here. Thank, thanks for having us, Jeremiah. Yeah. This suggestion comes from at Rowdy Nuggets on Twitter. Uh, CNC Music Factory, Everybody Dance Now, or anything Jock Jams related. I'm feeling Jock Jams. Let's do that. actually better lighting when you're that close but can you turn the 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 phone like uh to instead of portrait to landscape to long ways all right 
Very excited. We've got him back with a strong connection, a better angle. He's here with us, my pal Doug Benson. How the heck are you, Doug? Hey, hey, Jeremiah. I'm doing good. It's nice to see you. Yeah, dude. It's 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 uh it's very refreshing to see friends after uh uh we haven't made contact uh with other people in a while outside of our homes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What but, uh, uh yeah. But we got this. We can do this now. We can do this now. I we can do this any time of the day. You know, anytime we you want to video yeah, chat with like, me. It's changed the whole world of podcasting because even you know, once the coronavirus is is defeated, we we we'll still probably want to just go ahead and stay home and do it this way. <laughs> I I think there's definitely going to be some people who probably will just be like, "Oh, I've got my at-home studio. I don't go out of the house now." Yeah. I mean, there was already headed that way with some of the, some of my friends have like such elaborate home studios and, uh, uh, I haven't gone that route yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm at, uh, I'm at, uh, this, uh, the studio I'm at is called better box. It's where, uh, mm-hmm. it's where, um, I think you, you know, Gino and, and all the guys over here, right? You've done like control Absolutely. chaos and yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's where we've been doing, um, Jeremiah wonders out of, uh, lately. And it's been nice to just kind of come here and just do it and then, you know, be able to leave. Cause like, there's not really many people coming in and out of here. So yeah. Yeah. Good for uh, you. And good, for, uh, good for better box. People, people need this right now. For sure. For sure. Uh, obviously you're a big movie buff. Doug loves movies. You love them. <laughs> Uh, I kind of am interested what you're watching right now, what you'd recommend, because now more than ever, I think people are curious what your recommendations are if I haven't seen some movies or TV shows to maybe catch up on. Yeah, and this is where I really am letting people down lately because I haven't really been watching movies much. I I watched a couple of movies since this all went down. Because <laughs> they're, um, you know, they're they're like a, a mental commitment for me. I like to watch a movie from beginning beginning to end, unbroken, and just experience it. And uh, you know, now I want to check the news every uh, every hour or so. So I've been, uh, you know, binge watching a lot of TV, uh, more so than watching uh, full movies. What what kind of uh... of TV are you watching? I watched, I just finished watching um, season two of Kidding with uh, Jim Carrey. I just did too. I loved it. I mean, and it's like, that's what I'd recommend to people right now because you can just, you know, pace yourself, stop it when you need to and uh, in between episodes. But it is like, it is more profound than most things I've seen, you know, in the last few years. Oh, <laughs> a- a- anybody that that likes uh like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or like Punch Drunk mm-hmm. Love and those kind of movies, th- it's a whole series centered around Jim Carrey, which is one of my favorite actors and comedians of all time. Uh and it's so good and it gets like really dark and it gets zany and also it's really funny at moments and it's also really real and you also get to see Jim Carrey really Flex his acting chops again, and yeah, I love that series. It's really good. Yeah, it's really. Um, uh, there's a lot of uh, 
a lot of fantasy elements that are really uh really unusual and and interesting yeah and it looks like you know it looks like something you could watch with the kids but do not do that no, it's so dark and twisted. <laughs> yeah. Even though there's puppets and different elements of he's like a a kid show TV host. Yeah, it gets it gets it gets pretty twisted. But yeah, it's it's a good watch for sure. I just watched uh, the movie uh I'd never seen Fatal Attraction with uh I watched that with my wife recently. I'd never seen it. Wow. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was the thing about uh, Michael Douglas at that time, around that time, is that every movie he was in would be something that was, you know, kind of in the the, the zeitgeist, uh, you know, something that people just really uh, would end up talking about. Like, he had several movies in a row like that, and Fatal Attraction was like, I even remember seeing it with my girlfriend and having a pretty uncomfortable conversation after it was over. Because uh, that movie really tries to, like, at least from the male perspective, it tries to give Michael Douglas an out because Glenn Close is crazy. But it's like he still is responsible for everything that happens. Yeah, he still cheated on his wife. He still, you know, did all these things. And, yeah, it's a little bit uh, uh, of an out with... uh... You know, I'm going to I might spoil this movie for those of you who haven't seen it. <laughs> I apologize. I have to I have to tell you. So turn it on mute uh, right now. <laughs> yeah. Mute this for the next couple of minutes. We're going to be Just talking spoilers talk for Fatal Attraction. <laughs> the, the the movie don't review guys. Do. With your, don't do anything with your hands. Like, don't go like. <laughs> don't don't murder the rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the ending, like, in a way, like, so, you know, obviously Glenn Co- Close at the end, she goes crazy and stalkerish and, and uh, ends up, you know, trying to kill Michael Douglas and the wife gets involved and they end up killing her together. And it's one of those things where they're like hugging at the end, like, ah, we got through this together. But like, you know, a female point of view of that is still like, um... Like, cause I talked to my wife and she's, she's like, I cannot believe he put her through all of that. That's, that's yeah. what her review was like right after. Cause I was like, yeah. And she's like, no. <laughs> it's so many of those movies act like it's a happy ending just because the person that's causing all the problems dies or he's killed or whatever. And it's like, but no, they, now they have to live with that thing that happened. Well, that's what my wife said. She, she's like, that woman, for no reason, the wife of Michael Douglas killed a woman. She has to live with the fact that she killed and shot a woman for the rest of her life now. That's <laughs> yeah. and also she just got cheated on by her husband, and like, the, just like the whole like mental psychosis of that. Like, like I want to see the sequel, like following up with the wife. Like, what happened with her the rest of her life? But that's the thing. What happened with her is she's an actress that didn't work that much anymore after being a certain age. And, you know, and Michael Douglas is still a goddamn movie star. Yeah. It's not fair. <laughs> it's wild stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sexist game, but, uh, you know, hopefully we're getting better. You know, at least Glenn Close still gets, you know, she still seems to get pretty decent parts. Yeah, like 101 Dalmatians, 102 Dalmatians. Yeah. Um, the Shield. 
the shield. She she um she definitely plays a very good villain. Like, cause I I didn't know too much about Fatal Attraction going into it. I just heard about it for a long time, and then uh, when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is why she's so like she, why she got cast in other things. Right. Because she, yeah. she proved herself so hard in that movie. Like, oh, she can really go there. Yeah, and then you see, like, you know, around the same time was uh, she was in uh, The World According to Garp, and she could not be, couldn't have been more different in that movie. And, but uh, just a v- very uh, uh, commanding presence. Like, she's, she's definitely one of the greatest uh, actors or actresses uh, pretty much ever. Did you ever see the TV show Damages? No, uh-uh. She's like a ruthless lawyer on that show, and uh, especially the first season of it is really good if you want to uh, uh, go back and look at that. That's the show that gave us, uh, we didn't really know who Rose Byrne was until that show. She was like, okay, uh, it's her and Glenn Close opposite each other in a kind of cat and mouse situation. I love Rose Byrne. She's great. I've been watching uh, Sopranos. Uh... Speaking, of, speaking of burning, <laughs> Rose burning. Hello, getting dug with high movies. What crossover? What's happening? You were saying. <laughs> what was the uh, question? Oh, I want to get into uh, this se- this segment called fanning out. I reached oh, yeah? out to people. Well, I got a segment I want to get into. Who's gonna oh. win? Who's gonna I've win? I got segments. Okay, cool. <laughs> out segmenting <laughs> all right what's, like, what's you know your, what jeremiah no i'm glad that you asked me on here there's something that's been <laughs> bugging me for a long time i've been wanting to do this segment with you so i asked some people online uh some questions that they uh wanted to ask you if they could ask doug benson any questions and they uh they reached right back to me and they said um oh our buddy rick kosick uh uh great guy um and also cameraman from the jackass films um yep. he wanted to ask you how high is too high I'll let him know if I ever get there. Whoa! All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You've never been to a point where you're like, maybe I smoked a little bit too much. I've had some, you know, an occasional mild freak out, like we, it's almost like a anxiety or panic attack. But yeah. Um. But you know, I I've never gotten like the kind of high where I do I wouldn't do any of the things that they do on Jackass, no matter how high I was. Yeah, <laughs> for you sure. Know? Yeah, yeah. Drunk is another deal, <laughs> which is probably why I don't, you know, I don't drink as much as I used to, because that, because that's just a different story. Yeah, well, I feel like, well, I mean, you're more prone to definitely going down a certain path if you start drinking too much, rather than like, mm-hmm. you know, chilling out smoking. <laughs> Nobody's like been a terror (laughs) like knocking over stuff like while they've been high and stuff you know what i never loved you this is good dude (laughs) yeah they tried to pin that remember that guy that ate some people's faces off because he was fucked up on something wasn't that bad yeah they tried to pin that on weed at one point i was yeah they're like there's also marijuana in the system it's like yeah "Yeah, that was the thing that was making him freaking (laughs) eat people's faces maybe if he saw funyuns (laughs) on their faces that would be the reason yeah yeah he had some sort of psychedelic and weed so he saw things that weren't there and then tried to eat them yeah for sure um 
Somebody wants a you do a good I think you do a good bane because uh, somebody's asking on Twitter at Jeffrey D Miller uh, they want to see us do Batman and Bane. Oh, because you do Batman? I guess I do. I mean, I I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can do who Batman. doesn't do Batman? I know exactly. Just do this. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. So one second, one second. So you you get your Bane ready, okay? Okay, I'll get it ready. If I could cover my mouth a little bit. Bane really got ahead of this whole uh, COVID-19 thing. He's, he's had a ba- mask on for years. <laughs> hey. Hey, dog, it's Batman podcasting with you. My name isn't Doug. My name is Bane. Hey, is is this Bane? Where is she? Where is she? You need to settle down, Batman. No reason to get excited. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I just didn't know it all. People don't like yelling. People don't want to hear you yell during a pandemic. I'm sorry. I, I know I'm very breathy. I probably need to think about that with all the COVID that's going on right now. Did you just run up a flight of stairs? Yes. I just I just beat my record in Dance Dance Revolution, Bane. Have you ever played that game? <laughs> oh, Batman, you abused me so. But I must smite you. What the hell? Smite? I haven't heard that word in centuries. Since Ra's al Ghul was teaching me up in the mountains, I haven't heard the word smite. Ra's al Ghul, nice reference. Thank you. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time to use it. What, what if Batman really did stand around with his hands on his head like that? <laughs> like he's got a horrible head injury or something. I've got a, he's I've got got a, really, a really bad migraine. I've got a really bad migraine right now. It's probably from all the yelling, probably from all the hits I've been taking to the chest and the head over the years. My bad ears don't fit on the, in the headphones. Wow, I love kidding. that scene. I love that scene in uh, Dark Knight Rises uh, <coughs> where Batman's talking to uh, <coughs> Anne Hathaway, Selena, <coughs> and... Uh, and then she vanished his, and then he goes, so that's what that's like. <laughs> to himself. He uses his Batman voice to himself. That's a good point. I maybe just should have done my, uh, my Bruce Wayne voice. <laughs> but it totally would have, it totally would have taken people out of it if she vanished. And I was like, so that was, that's what that's like. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the thing about movies is we get to hear a lot of thoughts in people's heads because if they just thought it, then we wouldn't know what's going on. I mean, I guess, like, I could, like, put a, like, an echo. Like, it would be, like, the inside, like, oh, I guess that's what that's like. (laughs) He just goes home and practices being Batman in his cave. 
or in the shower. He works on the voice in the shower. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you how do you think he got to 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 decide on just that grizzled voice? Because like he could have used something in his mask that's like I'm Batman, like the like yeah. the talk boy from Home Alone. It's like listen, I'm Batman. You must fear me. You also never get to see, uh, you know, you never get to see him with black makeup around his eyes and around his mouth because he has to do that too every time he puts that shit on. I want to see that process like that, like in in the getting ready, <laughs> like the yeah. gloves, and then him just being like, yeah, he's at the little theatrical mirror table with all the light bulbs, and he's just <laughs> doing his makeup. He's got a wig <laughs> cap on. <laughs> And Alfred Somebody, comes in. Maybe, yeah, maybe like uh, Alfred's running lines with him, like things he's going to, you know, things he could say after killing somebody or something. Okay. Master Wayne, let's take it from the top, all right? Okay. All right. You just hit somebody, you tie them up, and you are telling them that the cops will be on their way. What do you say? Let's, re- let's rehearse this. I'd say don't go anywhere, but it looks like you're going to be tied up for a while. Okay, we could probably work on making that a little bit more punchy and more superhero-like, okay? Okay. Maybe say something that's a little bit more to the point to, get, to make them feel like they've learned a lesson. Go. Look who's tied up like a little bitch. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, we're, we're starting to get somewhere. I feel like that's pretty good. Okay. Okay. Let's let's do one more one more scenario. Okay, you shave a dame that's in trouble. Okay, oh. and 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 she wants she maybe wants a kiss from you. Okay, but oh. there's another crime across town that you've got to get to. What do you say to her? Uh, no thanks, lady. I've got better things to do. Okay, that one could maybe use some work as well. Um, you didn't like the way I just held on that expression at the end. Yeah, I mean, it makes it a little terrifying for the woman. It's quite an insult to say you're busy and then just stand there. <laughs> you're clearly not busy. If you I, could stand there just making a face. I, I realize that, and that's, that's probably why it's kind of discrediting to the woman if you if you do that and you just stay put exactly where you are. Do you understand how how someone could could find that a little terrifying? Hey, Alfred, what's your last name again? I wasn't given a last name, sir. It's actually Pennyworth. What? It's actually Pennyworth. Penny's worth. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> That's what I call your advice. Okay. All right, Batman. Okay, fine. Keep doing your makeup. You go out there will and you, Will you go to give your two cents? You know what? Just a penny's worth. Okay. Penny's <laughs> worth. Okay, you know what? I'm the one who has to take care of your dinner tonight. I'm the one who has to bandage Penny's you up. Penny's worthless is more like it. All right. I'm the one who has to put hydrogen peroxide on all your wounds, and I don't appreciate you coming at me. Like this.
That was great. I thought Nailed that it. scene needed a button, so I uh, improvised. You, you put a raspberry, which is, you know, it's a great way to end an improv scene is, is with a raspberry. Is that what, what do you think a millennial would call a, a raspberry? Uh, uh, a, I don't know, a fart noise? Mouth fart? A mouth fart, probably? Yeah. Because, you know, also, in addition to raspberry, they used to be, they used to call it a Bronx cheer. A Bronx cheer? I've never heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's Doug, probably been names for it over the ages. Doug, what time period are you from? I've never had that before. <laughs> yeah. No. But that's why I'm amazed that, that's, I was surprised to hear you say the other one. Oh, the, uh, the raspberry? Yeah, because I just don't think people probably say that anymore. Probably not. Probably not. I have an old soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, also um, comedy. Comedians yeah. tend to know older expressions because they're just funny to know and to say. For sure. For sure. Speaking of improv, you, I, I've improvised with a lot of people over the years. A lot of different comics. And uh-huh. you, you and I doing our... Uncle Joey full house drug scene with Bob Saget uh-huh. on stage during Kill Tony is literally, I'm going to say, it, it's one of my career highlights. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things that I've done on stage was that moment because everything, sometimes when improv works out magically, it's magic. You're like, how did that just happen? And it felt like one of those moments. If you haven't seen it, we might include it in this episode just because I, I like it so much. Uh, we might go to a clip right now. And we're back from yeah, the clip. Yeah, you just, uh, nice. <laughs> you said, you know, you, you, a thing happened and you noticed it and you, you know, jumped in with your idea and uh, I just tried to stay out of the way and get through it. Oh, dude. No, you played into it perfectly. You're, that's, that, you're being nice and discrediting what you did. It was, it was, <laughs> it was so perfect. You said, that, one of my favorite lines you said was, uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a lifestyle at this point. Whenever I was trying to get you to stop smoking weed, <laughs> it's just so real. I love that. Um, uh, let's do one more question, then we'll r- uh, round out with our uh, uh, the last segment. Um, there's so many good. Uh, do you do a Nancy Grace? A lot of people were asking about a Nancy Grace. There's like yeah, a ton of comments. Up, it comes up every time Todd Glass is on one of my shows because there's a few things in my repertoire that make Todd Glass laugh uncontrollably. I mean, he's just a great audience for anybody, but he really laughs hard at, uh, like, I can, I just know I can reduce him to fits of laughter with, uh, with a couple of different things. And one of them is just doing uh, an impression of that awful lady. Um, well, uh, you know what? I think. Nancy Grace might be calling in to the show right now via no via video chat. I think I think she no uh, uh Nancy, are you there? Hello? Hello? He- hello? Jeremiah. Nancy. Yes, this is Jeremiah, Jeremiah. Wonders. Yes. Hello? Are you high? Am I high? Have you been eating marijuana cookies? Have I been eating marijuana cookies? The answer is no, a strong no. Uh, it's it's pretty early in the morning. 
I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I um, had to stop doing that because, like, I realized as I started doing it that it's so much about volume. And I'm sitting here at home, you know, like, it's just, just screaming about marijuana cookies. I don't think my neighbors enjoyed that very much, but uh, that's, the, that's the basic idea of it. Can I just say that that is that was my favorite part of the impression is you just stopping going. I got to apologize (laughs) because I didn't know as a listener and a viewer, we didn't know where it was going. And for you to just put the brakes on that hard and be like, listen, I have neighbors. I can't be doing this. All right, Jeremiah, quit asking these things of me right now. Okay. Yeah, I am. this I, last... just rem- I just realized this whole interview has probably been aggravating to at least one of my neighbors. <laughs> but All what right. are you going to do? I, I keep forgetting that everybody's home because everybody's, everybody's home. home. Also, they're also pretty quiet about it for the most part. So like, I, yeah. it just gets so quiet. You feel like you're alone. Yeah. Um, this last thing uh, is a segment that I call Sax Talk. All right. And uh, if you are willing to, I'd love for you to share... Uh, a story of a sexual encounter doesn't matter how innocent or graphic it is. Uh, Why well, play saxophone underneath while you tell me a hmm. memory from your past? Okay, I got something. All right, whenever you're ready, I will follow you along with this sweet, sweet sax. It was a Monday evening, if I recall correctly, and I was doing a show. I was on stage at the world-famous comedy store, Sunset Boulevard. The audience loved the show. They really did. It was just another great night at the store for me. I always have a great time there. And, uh, this is how good my performance was. That night, I went home and watched my girlfriend sleep. Oh, what a night. It's just another of a million uninteresting stories. In the naked city. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a lot more saxophone. Like in the beginning, I was waiting for saxophone to happen, and it took a, a little while. But I think we got there. I think we, yeah, I think we found our groove. You're the, you're the first you're the first person for me to do sax talk with remotely. So I appreciate you. Uh, you oh, let, okay. let me do it. I usually do it with someone, you know, when they're in the studio and I can kind of, with the delay, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little difficult to catch when the person's going to talk next, but yeah, we figured it out. Yeah. I thought you were going to do more of a bed and just play continuously. And I just sort of, talk, you know, over it. I didn't know we'd go back and forth. Oh, gotcha. You know what I mean? I thought yeah, it'd just yeah. be more like an underlay the whole time. Like a scoring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, dude, 
Uh, I love you, buddy. Thank you so much for uh, for hopping on this call. And uh, thank you for asking me to do it. I would love to have you on a remote uh, Doug Loves Movies sometime soon. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, dude. I know you're you're busy doing this, but uh, you know, I got we'll time on my hands. <laughs> I got I got time for sure. <laughs> you wh- all right? What, uh... Play us out. <laughs> all right, let's do it. What I will say. <laughs> You hold the title for most guest appearances on Kill Tony. And what some people official? don't know, it has to be. It has to be. <laughs> I heard Tony say I was up there, but maybe not Maybe not number one. But I want to be you, number one. You hold the title for the most on the road easily. On the road easily. You're number oh, one. Yeah. That's sure. because you've joined us in a lot of different cities, which is really cool because that's what's fun about doing comedy together outside of L.A. is like you get a hang and you get a like like we went and shot pool and went to a bar after one of the shows. And then like the green room hangs like before in different cities. It just feels like a little heightened and a little bit better than just doing it like at the same spot all the time. So yeah, dude, yeah. we we appreciate uh, you and uh, all our friendship on the show and uh, wishing the best right now, buddy. Thanks, Jeremiah. Talk to Do you, you play soon. music at the end? Is, is that I how will. you end it with music? I will for yeah. you. And then just sign off whenever you want. I'll just keep playing. All right. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Jeremiah Wonders. Uh, follow me on social media at Jeremiah Standup. Subscribe on YouTube if you have not done so yet. I'm at Jeremiah-Watkins on Venmo. Uh, people are calling me the Venmo king now. I don't know where this is coming from. Uh, leave a comment below and uh, hit up uh, Doug Benson uh, on Instagram, uh, as well as Pat Casey and Josh Miller. We'll put uh, their handles in the description below. Hit them up. Tell them that you liked hearing them on the show. I always love when people reach out positively to the guests. I hope you're doing well in these crazy times. I love you and stay well.